my name is Chance, and thank you for tuning in. You are currently listening to A Chance to Strive. Once again, I feel like every single time I don't do an episode, I say the exact same spiel, but I missed y'all, and it's because I generally really appreciate this space and what it actually does for me and what I'm able to kind of like do for other people. And it's, like I said, I'll say every single time, it's this idea that I'm here in Boston, Massachusetts, a town that's, I'm not going to lie, it's not known for influencers or anything like that, but I can have an impact on people in a whole in, whole different continent. And that right there is like, it's a lot. It's a reassurance that you're doing something right. And that's actually one of the topics we're going to talk about. Because I feel like a lot of times we do speak about certain topics, but I don't necessarily dive deep into them. And with today's episode, what we're kind of do is like, I'm going to go over a good amount of subtopics. So it's going to kind of be broken down, but they're not going to relate to each other. And from there, you guys, a lot of the times I'll do a subtopic, you guys kind of pick, you kind of like, hey, can I get a part two of this? Can you go in more detail about this part? So I'm going to make those subtopics like that. And then when you guys hear the episode or you get to watch it on YouTube, whatever feedback I get, that's kind of how I'm going to guide certain future episodes. I'm not saying like the very next episode is going to come from this one, but in general, I will at least be able to connect certain things a little more and make it flow based off what you guys want. I think the very first subtopic we're kind of going to we're going to discuss is progression, which is something I feel like recently I've been getting a different look at because I've very much been in the gym and the gym is one of those things where it's kind of like you can you can only bullshit yourself. It's like if you don't go you're not going to see any progress. If you go and you're consistent to it and you do the things that you know you need to do outside of the gym as well, you know you're going to see progress. And for me, I think it's like overall what the gym has taught me recently. It's just the fact that like you have to want something for more than validation from other people. Because I feel like at times me being on social media, especially I can speak to this, a lot of the times I was only kind of looking for what's the next thing to achieve because I know people were expecting it out of me. And I know once I achieve those things, people will celebrate me. And I'm not really, sorry people don't like being celebrated, but somebody with that's similar to me with the characteristics that I have, it's not very much one of those things. I'm a very extroverted individual. I like being recognized for the things that I do. So being celebrated was something that was always enticing to me when it came to, hey, go for this next thing. But at a certain point, what I realize is you're going to hit a wall. There's only so much that people can do for you. There's only so much energy and fuel that you can get from people trying to validate you. And the moment I realized that was because there were certain things that I was doing and it was fun. Right. And I was I was accomplishing the next thing how quickly it was happening was also ridiculous. I understood this. I was learning it and everything. But in reality, it was only for the end goal. It wasn't about the progression of it. It wasn't about me generally loving certain things that I did. It was just because I know once I get this out the way, once I achieve this thing, this is what's going to come out of it. So for me, it was just more so of like the outcome was what I was looking for. I didn't necessarily care about the work. And at times I felt like, Oh, maybe that means I love it. But a lot of the times it's like there are certain things that are going to come easy to you and you're going to do very well at it, but you're going to be motivated for the wrong reason. And I didn't realize that until I hit a certain point where I was kind of like, well, I kind of got to this point where people, a lot of people aren't at. 
and that was kind of like with TikTok, let's just say like my follower count or something like that. At a certain point, once you hit like well over a million followers, you've had videos that constantly go viral, millions of views. You've had series where you dedicated time to it and every video was going viral. Once you do that, it's like, what's next? I didn't know what was next because I didn't want it for myself. I kind of just was like, hey, this is going to be fun and I'm going to get celebrated for it. So why not do it if I can use that and kind of pull myself away from everybody and stand out? For me, that was always one of those things that very much motivated me. You kind of hit this plateau where the only thing that's going to get you over it is you wanting that for yourself, is you wanting, you start to imagine that future without anybody around you, where it's kind of like, you know, this is for you and you want it as a thing where it's just like, this is just something I love and it's making me better. For me, that's how the gym has been kind of like going back to what I was originally saying. That's kind of like what the gym has been like. Yes, I do get celebrated when I post my after workouts or something like that. And people are seeing that, oh, this is happening and stuff. It feels great. But I promise you, I'm doing this 100 day streak in 26 days. in, I've missed two days. I promise you me posting myself and getting hearts and people saying great things that would have not gotten me 24, 24 out of those 26 days. It was at a certain point where it's kind of like. I started picturing like, yo, what happens if I'm consistent to this? Like, I just want to see what this looks like for me because it's like the better I start looking in terms of the work that I'm putting into my body, the progression that I'm making in the gym when it comes to fitness and stuff like that, the better I feel about myself. So it's one of those things where the rewarding portion of it isn't validation. It's not that extra motivation I'm looking to feed off other people since I'm extroverted. I feed off energy and stuff. It was simply just me like there was nothing else involved and I think when you're progressing in certain things you have to understand the reason why you're doing it and what that end goal looks like are you looking at that end goal because it's something that you know this is a better version of yourself you know this is where you generally you generally want to go or is it one of those things where it's kind of like it comes with a lot of perks when all you're looking at is the perks that come from a certain goal I promise you at a certain point you're going to find your way. You're going to find a way. You're going to find a place where you're trying to push through, but there's just not enough fuel that that you have because you don't love what you're necessarily doing and you're not doing it for you. And when you're not, there's a lot. It takes just it takes a lot away from it. If you're progressing as something, it should be for the result of a better you at the end of it, not for what comes along with it. If that if the perks are I'm smart, I'm this, I'm that. Great. That has to do with you. But if the perks have to do with other people and what ends up happening to you, then I think at that point you look at it a little. Then you don't look at it from the point of view you're supposed to. Okay. And in terms of progressing, um, one thing that I've realized that a lot of people don't necessarily do is kind of choosing different outlets that allow you to develop characteristics that you currently lack. And what I'm saying by that is the one reason why I've been very consistent at the gym, like I said, yes, it's part of the progression. It's part of becoming a better me. But it's because I understand that I am somebody who lacks discipline. I am somebody who understands a lot and I have a lot at my disposal. But at times, maybe I lack a little bit of initiative. Discipline and initiative are two things that are embedded in the gym. You have to have the initiative to constantly wake up and go to the gym. You have to have the initiative to say, I'm going to do a meal plan. I'm going to do this. I know this is the next thing. I know this helps me become better. Having that, but then also having the discipline to stay consistent to it all. 
but the great thing about the gym when it comes when it comes with the consistency you get from it, it always pays off. A lot of times, a lot of things in your life, you're going to be cons- you're going to be very consistent. You're disciplined that you're doing what you're supposed to. But because it's up to somebody else, the outcome that you're expecting or maybe the outcome that you deserve isn't necessarily what you get. But the gym, it's about you. The more disciplined you are at staying on track to, with all these initiatives that you took and everything that you know you need to get done, you know you're going to see progress. And that's one of those things where it's kind of like your discipline is being rewarded. So now it's like I want to pick up those skills. So I invested myself into an outlet where I know these are certain characteristics and skills that I lack. And the more consistent I am in that, the more I allow that to be embedded in my personality and who I am as a person, the more those characteristics and traits become part of who I am. And those were, and now it's like something that used to be a weakness of mine. It's now a strength because I'm very much thriving in something that requires those things at its peak, at its maximum for me to keep progressing. So, like I said, the last subtopic was, I said subtopic, the last thing we kind of spoke on was choosing different outlets that allow you to acquire characteristics or skills that you currently lack. And ultimately that leads to a better you. That's kind of why I said those, when you have progression within those things, there's a different level of motivation you have because you're always seeing a better you ahead of you. And for someone who's in certain things where you need to be progressing, you have no choice but to go in that direction. It just allows you to see what lies within your progression and who's in these different versions of yourself that you're going to hit. So the other thing I was going to say was kind of like staying true to what makes you yourself. And for me, I think when you're I feel like in general, when you're going through life, and you're having to change, right? At times we change part of ourselves because of our surrounding and because of how people responded to that part of us. It was never about, oh, this part of you is terrible. It was just this part of you can't thrive where you currently are. And at times when you're at a certain age or when you're in certain circumstances, you don't have a choice but to stay in certain environments. Like, yes, to a certain point, I get it. You can change the people around you, but that's part of that progression. That's something you want to get to. In the beginning, I'm just saying, I very much understand that it's hard for certain people to get away from those things. At times, it's your family. It's the it's the guardian that you have. It's your siblings. It's somebody you're going to sleep next to. It's your roommate. It's your professors. You can't just get away from these things. But at the end of the day, you should understand that what I need to change isn't who I am. For me, one thing that I was always that I knew always made me me and I never tried to fall away from that. And for me, I had a mentor that kind of told me, it's like, you have to learn a lot and you constantly have to learn, but you have to know who you truly are deep inside. All of these things add on, they add on value to who you are and they make you a better person. But there's a lot of people, you always know there's something about them that's never changed throughout their whole life. It's not that they didn't become a better person, but For a lot of people, you may not be able to see it, but there are certain people at times you just you've known them for most of their life. And you're like, this thing has always been you in each of in each version you progressed into. This was always true to you. And for me, that's like that was always me with emotions. Like I always understood that that was my strength. 
that was it was one of those things that came a little easier to me. I would have a lot of people vent to me in comparison to somebody else that would be offering for them to talk to, offering um them to be someone like they can talk to. And there are times where I didn't necessarily there are times where I didn't like that part about myself, not because it wasn't something that made me a good person or anything like that, or it wasn't something that was good about me. I understood that. But when you're surrounded by certain people, it makes it hard to stay true to certain things because you go on survival mode. You have to protect yourself. And if this is a trait that very much makes you, that brings a lot of things that drag your energy, things that you just don't want within your environment, with your environment to respond with you with from your environment to respond with it's just like at times you just try to push it away and you try to hide something like that and at times you think the answer is completely getting away from it if i used to be somebody that was sensitive now i'm not going to show any emotion at all if this didn't work the opposite must clearly be the answer and i think that's the thing with a lot of us when we can't see the bigger picture it's the easiest thing to think about Hey, people don't like somebody who's dumb. They must like somebody who's smart, like somebody who's, somebody who's a know-it-all. Or if they don't like a know-it-all, maybe I should be a class clown. A lot of times people go to the opposite and they think that's the answer. For me, when people didn't respond well to me being someone who was in tune with my emotions, for a guy, that's not something a lot of people give you pride for when you're growing up. No, a lot of people would call me soft. It was a very feminine trait, and I was very much made aware of that. You know, being someone who's capable of being nurturing, you understand people. Like, that's not something men are known to be good for. And a lot of times when people see you have a certain trait that makes you different than them, they don't necessarily just appreciate you for being different. At times, they kind of hate on you or they throw hate towards you because you have something that they don't. And a lot of people, they don't understand how to accept something that they're not. They kind of compare that part of themselves and they compare it to you. And the thing about people where they're insecure is they're going to try to push things that they don't want to accept away from them. They're never going to build a relationship with you because every single time they get to know you, every single day you're kind of showing that, hey, this is a flaw that you have or this is something that you lack. And People that are insecure that don't want to grow, they don't want to be surrounded by things that are different than them. They just don't appreciate that. There's something out there that could be different than this version of themselves that they are. So for me, it's like I had to stay true to that no matter how people responded to it, no matter how many different outlets I was getting into to improve myself. At a certain point, I was told myself, like, I know this is what makes me different when it comes to people like I like. And the thing is, I always understood the bigger picture. I wanted to help people with mental health. It's kind of seeing like that one thing that is true to you in that dream that you kind of had your whole entire life or, you know, it's like. At times, we don't know the job that we want in the future, but you know, like at times you find your purpose. And I know my purpose was always to help build into other people, like help other people build themselves, help investing into people, being able to understand their emotions when they can't understand it themselves, being someone who's able to connect the dots. Like I knew that was my strength and I made that my goal. Like that's my purpose. I have to do something with it. And a lot of people is just like you give up on that thing that made you special just because you normalized your environment and you thought this this is what the rest of my life is like or this is what I'm always going to deal with. And for me, what I'm saying is if there's something that you very much love about yourself, as you're progressing, do not make it one of those things where you just let go of it. 
you know that there are things that are holding you back and I completely understand that. But if all you're doing is being in survival mode and just hoping that you won't get hurt. So you're going to leave this part of you in the past. I would highly suggest you to not do that. I've seen so many people do it. And that's why a lot of the times you see somebody go through a drastic change and their smile is completely gone and everything like that. It's because they lost part of themselves. Like, I think a lot of us understand, like, when you lose something, it t- it's the idea something is being taken away from you. Changing and investing yourself and evolving, you're still you completely, but you're just making, it's kind of like adding new parts to yourself. Like, imagine you're building a puzzle. You're adding, new, you're adding new pieces, but they still create the same picture. It's just each puzzle piece just looks a little better than the last one. But when you start to take things away from you, that piece, nothing is going to replace it. No matter what you do to everything else, it will always be incomplete because you lost something in you that was really important. Instead of adjusting yourself and becoming a better version of whatever you already were, you took something away from yourself. And what I'm telling you is once you get take that piece of the puzzle out, the picture will never be complete. Because at a certain point, you will always feel like something is missing, something is different. And if it's not what you wanted in the first place, there's no way part of you is going to, like your subconscious is going to accept that future that you're currently living in. It's just, for me, I always see a lot of people on their deathbed, they regret certain things that they didn't do. Or they wish they didn't become this type of person. They would have stayed true to certain things. I just think it's just like at the age that we're at, the importance on something like that is very much huge. I see it happen to a lot of my friends and then I see a lot of people trying to find their way back and it's a frustrating thing, which is why I'm kind of like dwelling on it. I promise you, if you're changing during survival mode, be very cautious about the traits that you're losing, the importance you're taking away from yourself just to survive. It's great to survive, but at a certain point in our lives, the goal should kind of be to thrive. On the same topic of progression we're gonna add relationships into it let's be honest i'm pretty sure at this point the category on my podcast what one of i'm pretty sure part of it says relationships i'm pretty sure i've seen that or it's like places that have written about my podcast relationships is a very big thing it's not even something that i chose but it became that thing because we speak about it so much so i'm gonna do it as solid by bringing it in and not leaving it out okay so basically the first thing the first I always tell you guys I do my podcasts in bullets and then I kind of just speak on from there because I feel like if I recite certain things too much, trying to remember things is great and all, but when it's too scripted, you guys can tell that it's not real. I would never be able to come in this podcast and get emotional or anything like that if I practice every single thing I said. If I have a guest, yes, questions that I'm asking, I'm going to have that fully detailed out. But when it's less about the content and more about what is being shared and how authentic it is. I prefer something like this where I have something to guide me, but everything that you're getting, this is it. It's, it's raw, a rawest form type thing. Um, so yeah, the first thing we said with relationships is don't be with someone who can't invest in your future plans or future self. And basically what I mean by that is I have been in a good amount of, I wouldn't say actually, no, no, no. I've been in a good amount of situationships. When it comes to relationships, there has not been a lot of people I have taken the time to say, will you be my girlfriend? I am not very big on relationships. I always 
I was very traditional a lot of the times I was brought up and how I looked at certain situationships and stuff like that. If there was no end goal of a future family and all this extra stuff, I didn't care about it. So for me, it was just like, I'll flirt with you. We can do this and that. But when it comes to we're together in a relationship, nah, I'm good. That's, that's, it's just a waste of time at that point. It's like completely dedicating to somebody where it's like at a certain point, my life is not even going to involve you. That's just ridiculous to me. So I've been in a good amount of situationships and then actual relationships. And I'll compare the ones where I could get something from the person and the ones where I couldn't get something from the person. The one I always hate, the one I always, it's like, yeah, you can learn from something from a relationship, but I'm just saying that part is you being an exceptional individual in a very rare percentage of the world that decides to work on themselves and look at past situationships as a way to like analyze past situationships, situations as a way for you to become a better version of yourself. Not a lot of people do that at all. But that process is completely on you. It's not about the dynamic you have with that person and how they and what they did for you, the things they invested in you. I'm talking about those relationships where it's like you have someone and you know they can invest in you. They can help you become better. And then and you're in that relationship where it's kind of like, yeah, they're a good person. But because of the dynamic, there's not much they can invest in you. You're let's just it's either you're better than than who they are in certain things like certain characteristics you've gotten you're a level you're a level above them like you've upped them already so there's nothing they can feed into you you can only bring them up or those people where it's like whatever you're trying to get better at they're just not interested for me what i've found is it becomes very counterproductive to be in a relationship with someone who can't invest in your future or who you are and stuff like that because a relationship and no matter what it is, no matter how good you are at multitasking your time and stuff like that, when you love something and you're constantly surrounded by it, you're getting a text message from it. These types of things, they live in your head rent free. You know, the things that I love are the things that keep me going every single day. Like I think about them, there's a positive to them. But when you're with that person that is becoming such a big part of your life and when I'm supposed to be in my, in this mode where it's like I bet I'm on grind mode. I want to become better at this. Hey, babe, how? It's like there's there's no there's no help. It's like I feel like if you're in a relationship, I'm not saying get in a relationship to receive help, but there is no reason why you should be dedicating so much of yourself to somebody, and there's no expectation that hey, we're going to help each other when it's needed. And it's like in those moments where you're down or you need someone to speak life into you, if that person doesn't understand how to do that for you, how how much is this investment that you're putting into this person paying off or how much is it ever going to pay off for me? I think it's like it become, it comes at a loss. And this is one thing I said, you should never date a relationship that demi- that demises the love you're giving to yourself or the amount of love you're giving to yourself. If when you're by yourself, you're able to do this for yourself, you're able to invest your time into all these things and you feel great about yourself. All this self-love is amazing. It's up here. And when you get to this other person, because they don't understand how to invest in you and everything like that, the amount of love you're receiving is like right here. For me, there's no reason why you enter a relationship to receive less love than you were originally being given to yourself. That, That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And if you want a future family with someone, to a certain degree, you guys don't have to walk the same paths, but 
you're gonna have to be able to help each other because you guys are both going to stumble a lot there's no way you're in a relationship and you guys are trying to progress towards something that's so beautiful family house and all this and all this stuff kids a pet no like and then you think that hey this is all going to come easy for me when it gets hard no i should expect my partner to be able to help me to be able to invest me give me that little push that i need and whenever they come with and whenever they're in a situation like that, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to provide that exact same level of support. There's no reason why the person that you're with shouldn't be a sort a level of support to you. It, it, it's not codependency, which a lot of people may think if you don't if you're not someone who tries to ever rely on the person that you're with. But all I'm saying is these types of things, they come with love. It's not something you're trying to do. It's not something you're, you know is the right thing to do. When you love somebody, you want to see them be better. And you want to do whatever you can to help better them. And if there's not much you understand when it comes to that process, how much are you capable of showing that person you love them and you're investing into whatever they're going to become later down the line? How deserving are you going to be of that? A partner can either motivate you, inspire you to do better, or they can bring the wor a worse version out of you. Because the thing you have to understand is when you have someone you can't fully depend on with every part of yourself, you have to do so much of that work by yourself while doing it for them. And then at a certain point when you realize you're exerting most of the energy because there's an equal, there's an, an equal exchange of uh, energy in the things that you're doing for this person, you kind of become a version of yourself that isn't that isn't be that isn't going to be drained by these things because no one can sustain that for too long. And at a certain point, if you're in love and you want that relationship to continue, you start giving that person a version of yourself that you know can survive and that can at least keep this going down the line. Even if it's not the way you want it to, at least it allows it to keep going. And it's just like that is the worst version of yourself when you're not able to tap into everything that makes you amazing. When you can't trust this person with this or that or you can't open up to them about certain things because there's no advice that can be given to you. They don't understand that part of yourself or how to help it progress. So it's like someone you're trusting with so much can do so little or offer you so little in terms of what you're telling them. I just don't see myself ever getting in a situation where it's kind of like. There's no help. My whole idea is I want to work towards a family. And when it comes to, when it comes to my look on family, my family has always been everything for me. Anything that I've ever gone through, I know that I could always trust my family. And they were always going to be there. And they were always gonna they were always going to be there for me. And when it comes with a person that can't do that for you, that's not the type of person I want to create a family with. Because those aren't the those aren't the things that I was raised on. Those aren't the values that I have. So that imbalance is just it just wouldn't work out for me. Um, I think the other thing we're gonna kind of talk about. I realized I I didn't notice just how I broke down progression. I just had certain subtopics within it itself. So I'm just gonna kind of keep it that way, and we'll just kind of say this is like an idea on progression as a whole. Um. And the thing I'm saying, I guess, is kind of like the reason why I'm saying this is such an important thing is kind of like the next subtopic we'll go over very quickly is reassurance. When it comes to reassurance, it's like it's one of those things. It's not necessarily needed, 
but it makes things easier when you have it. And when you're in a relationship and you want the best for the both of you guys, you want the best for her or you want the best for him. They want the best for you as well. You're willing to do these things. And for me, something a lot of the times I have certain conversations, I refer to certain dynamics where it's like, like they offer a lot of friction. And what I mean by that is kind of like there's a power struggle dynamic. It's like, hey, if you say this, it makes things better. Why do I have to say this? Well, you only want this to be said. See, it's like there's this idea of friction and one person thinks they should have this. Another person thinks they can have this. And at times it's just because of dynamic and people aren't looking at things through the ex- from the same perspective. But at times it just says a lot about the love that you have for somebody because both parties should be able to invest something to better whatever situation you're in, to better you guys from point A to point B. And when the only objective is for me to get what I want and you to not get what you want, that's not love. Not saying you can't be in love with a person that at times look at situations like that. But what I'm saying is that's not how you express love. You can express boundaries you have and things that you are just not willing to do and not budge on. But to say this, like the only way for me to feel good and happy And for me to have some resolve from this conversation is for you to not get what you want. (laughs) I think at that point, you're in a situation where the love you have for that person isn't a priority. It's you being right. And I have had this as my flaw. So I'm not speaking about this from the perspective of someone who is doing those things. I'm saying at times what I wanted was the only thing that could make me happy out of a certain situation. And if I didn't get it, it didn't matter. And part of the issue with that was at times being with someone when you think you maybe are better than them. And at times that comes from being in a relationship or situationship where you think you're better than this person. And understand, I'm not saying this from a perspective of... um looking down on someone or anything like that it's just a lot of the things or a lot of the things that were discussed or whatever situations we ended up being in a lot of those things when they arose there was always more of an expectation on me to know things and to handle things than that person and when you constantly live within that culture there is going to be a super superiority complex it's like superior complex my fault and it's like If you're expecting more out of me constantly, then you are feeding me this idea that I constantly have more to give or I am constantly capable of doing more than you can in certain situations. And I was in one of those situations, right? And at times I just felt like my way was the better way. It offered a better situation or down the line, it was just a better resolve. And for me, it's just like, I very much, was, I thought I was true to that. But when it came to the other person, they were different than me. They were, let's just say, I thought they weren't as, like they didn't analyze things as well as me. Because I was one of those people I'd rather sit down, talk, look at things over. They were one of those people that would rather walk away from things and never even come back to that conversation. So for me, when you have those things, it's like, I'm thinking my way is right and it has to be done. But what I forgot to see was the bigger picture. 
it's not about what you think the best solution is. Part of the goal and while you're in love is to make sure both parties are satisfied. I'm not saying that it's something you are capable of doing every single time, but the more you allow that to be done, the less friction that occurs. Because it's not always I get my way or you get your way. It's like now we think sometimes both of us get our ways. And then if this time I got to let you get your way, then it's like, well, well, sometimes I get my way. Sometimes you get your way. The person becomes a little there's less friction when it comes to them allowing you to have your way. And for me, it was one of those things where it's like you had to lose some of these battles. Like you generally have to lose some of these battles in order to win the war. And as corny as that sound, what I'm trying to say is at times the situation at hand, this isn't the best way to resolve it. But it's not that major to the point where you think, oh, something is going to go wrong. This is we're going to end. At times, it's something so simple where, you know, the next day until that situation arises again, it really doesn't matter. So when it comes to those little situations, don't always try to bring the best solution to something. Allow that person to offer things from their angle, even if you think, well, this isn't the best way to resolve it. But you're allowing them to feel like the same way you feel when you offer a solution that works. You feel good about it. Oh, I did this for us. Oh, thank you. You know how you get that. It's like now, even if it wasn't the best way, if it works out either way, now you allow them to be that person. You say thank you to them and they kind of get to be in this position that they allow you to be placed on. They allow you to be in. So it's one of those things where it's like you just have to do what's best for the both of you guys. And I'm saying this is at times I'm telling you, it's like I I've had I've even made a podcast saying you don't understand how much it hurts when someone is not giving you credit for the things you're doing to make your relationship better or when they're going against you for those exact same things. I remember watching that exact same episode. So this is me showing you my progression and mindset where I generally believe it's like, if this is the best solution, this is what we should do. It's the best thing for us. Why don't you want the best for us? At times the best for your relationship isn't the isn't this isn't the solution that offers the best outcome for whatever you're currently dealing with. You have to allow both parties to play these roles. You can't always be the person that solves things. They also have to solve things because you as someone who likes solving things, if you like solving things, you know just how good it feels when you solve something. Allow them to feel that. Allow them to be that person. Offer that same admiration they offer to you when you find a solution. That wasn't something that I was well, that I did very well at. And it's one of those things where it's like, this wasn't necessarily a flaw because I'm trying to look for the best situations. Shouldn't anybody prioritize that and always want to have that at the table? Yes, but I shouldn't always present these things. When somebody offers a situation, if I think it could work, I don't have to offer something that's better because that person now is realizing when they say something, instead of you trusting what they're saying, the only thing you're thinking of is there may be a better solution to what you thought or to what you were capable of coming up with. And I just realized just how bad that can make somebody feel. And I know I've made certain people feel like somebody or certain people feel that exact same way very frequently. So this is I'm going to do the thing where I apologize, like the version that I am now going to apologize for the past version of myself and how caught up I used to be. In my own ways, it's like when you're when you invest so much into yourself and you separate yourself from certain people. 
and you're someone who's a very analytical person, which is something that I am, and I'm very good with emotions. So it's like I know how to analyze my emotions, situations, what they may lead to based off who I am, who you are. And what I realize is when it comes to people, when it comes to emotions, as much as certain people may present certain patterns that you can learn and you can stay true to, you can try to wait for when it pops up or decipher it. You have to allow people to surprise you. And it's one of those things where it's like, that's you allowing someone to change and to progress. At times it takes somebody to, it takes some, it takes, it only take it only takes it one time for this to happen, right? For somebody to do something completely out of their typical patterns or what they're just used to doing. At times it only takes one time for that to happen and for it to be responded in a different way. Or for it to be responded in a proper way and for them to get that validation, let's just say it's like they chose to do something and it was completely different from what they normally do. And then if the way you respond to them is something they cherish and move them, it makes them feel great. At times, certain people, they constantly want to chase these feelings. If they know this is what I have to do, this is how I have to change in order to tap into this, to constantly get this out of you. Now you just offered a way for that person to want to change it's kind of like you're giving a little instant like a little incentive to it it's kind of like hey you're changing to become this type of person this is what's going to be offered and this is how it's going to be responded to and how it's going to be cherished so at times you have to as much as you want to learn people which is good i don't want people to let go of that skill analyzing things but at times you shouldn't always stay true to that and not allow somebody to offer something that's better whatever you think may be better if that person can't see it like that in that situation, I promise you, the whole thought, this is what's best for us, <laughs> completely goes out the window. If only one person understands what's best for y'all, it is not going to happen. I don't know if you're, as many situations you're in, if you genuinely stay true to that. If both parties do not see what's best for a situation, it's not going to happen. Why would I go with an idea that I can't or that I don't think is the best idea? I would never do that. So... That's part. That's one of the things you have to think. That person is going to stay true to their idea. And if you kind of just learn to manage these things, then you should be perfectly fine. Um, and some topics that we're probably going to have down the line, I'm just going to say them now since we didn't get to go over them. Understanding love languages, inner child healing. And it's exactly what it sounds like. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like your inner child is kind of you looking back at that person you used to be. So it's kind of like how you're reflecting on those Patterns you may have had that you didn't know were there, but you're starting to kind of like figure out how to look at your past to decipher that and how to go about changing it and doing things differently. Um, accountability. <laughs> that I promise you, we're definitely going to talk about it. Um, spirituality, but not in the sense of stones, believing. I'm not that deep into it it's just more like how to stay in tune with yourself your emotions like how to find solitude instead of feeling alone like stuff like that and respectability when it comes to like like respect respectability politics when it comes to family elders loved ones slash friends so like kind of looking at it from that perspective and angle but yeah other than that i didn't want to give a short episode because i know if i give a short episode especially while i'm on break and hear about it, and I promised somebody I would give them an episode that they can at least eat a whole entire meal through. So, if you're listening, I hope you get through that meal, or at least close to finishing, 
So thank you. I appreciate you guys. Stay safe. And one thing I'm going to say, I, 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 towards the end of a lot of my podcasts, you, you guys will always see a little trend of what I'm giving advice on or what I'm saying is important in terms of how my life is going currently and the importance I think that should have in other people's lives. So this little bit of advice is going to be make it about yourself as you're progressing and everything like that. At times, if it's not about yourself and you get far in something, knowing that you have to start over at whatever this other thing is, knowing you have to shift direction, it takes away a lot. And I'm not saying you don't learn a lot of things by going down those paths. And if you're able to find your way, yes, it helps. At times, certain people go down certain paths that they can't turn away from. They can't go back on. That's one. And for me, it's one of those things where I'm kind of adjusting my path. I'm able to do that. And I'm proud that I understood enough about what I was doing to allow myself the opportunity to do that now. But the most frustrating part is knowing that I got so good at something and I could have just, I could have done so much with it. But now I'm going to go back to something else and kind of like start at step one, hoping I get to as far as I progress in this other thing. But this time I'm hoping that the progression continues and it doesn't stop. So one thing I'm going to say when it comes to that overall is just like, understand the reason why you're going down certain paths. If it's for your family at a certain point, no offense, your family will pass away. No offense, but a lot of the times family grow apart. Your family will build another family where they have to be, they have to offer more priority to that family that they're developing on their own instead of what they originally had. Things change. So the reasons why you do certain things should be for you. Because as much as motivation or reassurance you are capable of getting from somebody else, these things are inconsistent factors. You want your progression to be something that's consistent, something that you can always trust and depend on. And the path you choose is exactly that. So it should be about yourself. Although you know you're going to change, at least you're always going to be with this person that you are. You're always going to be able to depend on it. So, yeah, I promise you progression overall is one of those things I'm going to very much speak on because I feel like I'm in a phase in my life where it is like so much I'm learning and there's so much I'm going to do differently. So this is one of those things where I'm currently living it. And as I live it, I'm going to give whatever I can to others by being able to analyze the things I'm going through, the mistakes I'm making, not just the things that I'm doing right. But at least as I make a mistake, if you guys can learn from it, then it's somehow some way. I used my mistake and I learned and I used it as a lesson. So for me, that doesn't count as a loss after all, because I get to invest it into somebody else once I see how the outcome came to be. I very much love you guys. I appreciate you guys as much as it does take a lot to speak for this much for, for this long without having everything um, like pre-written or everything like that or being more in detail. Part of the authenticity is something that I very much cherish and it's not something that I want to pull away from. So as much as I have to speak to make sure I get through all of these things to allow your energy to kind of like be tuned into me completely instead of giving you 15 minutes and it's completely gone or speaking very little about certain things and taking breaks. This for me works better and it is what you guys say you guys appreciate. So it's not one of those things that I'm willing to change. Stay true to those things, you know, that work that you love and that makes you. Thank you for listening. <laughs>